This is Packers Now. Kyle Rogers looking. Throws left side of the end zone. Yes! Touchdown! Place for all your Packers news. Lost it over the left side into the end zone. Intercepted! Adrian Get the latest updates on the green and gold. Snap to Aaron Rodgers. Sets, fires, right side. Got Jordan Kelly at the 30. Touchdown! It's always Packers season at Packers Now. Right here, right now. I am your host, Ben Krakowski, and today we get ready for the start of the NFL preseason. Okay, today, tonight at 7 p.m., Packers are playing the Houston Texans at Lambeau Field. Okay, and so the preseason starts today, and this is where we actually get to start to get a glimpse of where this Packers team is at. When it comes to the depth on this team, we're not going to see starters play. We're not going to see Aaron Rodgers play, Devontae Adams, those types of players. But we are going to see where the rest of this team is at, and that's super important. After last year's COVID offseason with preseason canceled, the Packers and the rest of the NFL get the chance to have a preseason this year. Under the new CBA, the NFL has ditched one preseason game and added one regular season game, meaning that meaning that there are only three preseason games we're going to have this year. And that those three games are going to help us be able to evaluate where the Packers are at. And some might say the preseason is worthless, it means nothing, it's a waste of time, and it, it does mean nothing. It, it's not important uh, when it comes to the majority of the players on the Packers roster. For the majority of the players on the Packers roster, I'd say about 46 of them of the 53 that can make the roster, 46 of them are probably already guaranteed a spot. Okay, um, But there are final spots on this team that could make a difference, and there are things we learn in the preseason that could make a huge difference. Um, it, and there are teams who every year do super well in the preseason. Teams like the Ravens, who have won 17 straight. Um, there are teams like the Lions, who seem to win get like 4 and 0 or 3 and 1 every single year then everyone's excited about them ESPN pumps them up the regular or the preseason does not matter if you're winning games if you're losing games it does not matter um how a team performs overall in the preseason there's zero credibility to how that team performs during the regular season so if the Packers go 0 and 3 that doesn't necessarily bother me as every team has unique situations where they might lose every single game depending on matchups what players are what players your team is playing what players the opposing team is playing and so on and so that's not important what is important there are i think three or four big things that i'm really looking for the key things i'm watching for in these games and the first and probably the most important that we all are watching is this allows the Packers to reshape their depth chart and ultimately decide which players will make the team and which players the Packers will have to cut. Okay, this week the Packers came out with their first unofficial depth chart, which starts to help us get into the minds of the Packers coaching staff and begin to see where they believe their best players are. So at QB, the Packers obviously have Aaron Rodgers as a starter who we won't who won't play at all this preseason's then then Jordan Love, and then Kurt Benkert. Okay, the Packers don't need to see uh, who will be the primary backup to Aaron Rodgers. That's going to be Jordan Love. But for the Packers, they need to be able to start to see some serious potential from Jordan Love. The Packers, whether you like it or not, invested a first-round pick in Jordan Love. 
first round QBs, especially QBs on rookie contracts, are a hot commodity in the NFL because they are cheap and they are stuck on that contract for a long time getting paid a minimal salary. Most teams who head to the Super Bowl over the last 10 years, 15 years, are teams with QBs on rookie contracts. You look at the Russell Wilsons, you look at the Patrick Mahomes, uh, you look at Jared Goff, you look at these rookie, these teams with rookie QBs, or you are looking at the elite, the best of the best, players like Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. And the Packers have a situation where Aaron Rodgers probably has a 75% chance of leaving after this season. And if that's the case, the Packers better know whether or not Jordan Love could actually be a starter for them. Could he be an above average QB and take them to a Super Bowl? Because at his salary, which is little to nothing for a QB, a starting QB, if he is an above average QB, there's a lot of money you can invest in other places because of that. Okay. And so this is what we need to find out. If not, though, they need to see where Jordan Love is at. And if he's not at that point, he's not going to be able to get there. We need to keep attacking the QB position until they find the guy that's right for this team. Remember, one thing to take into account, Jordan Love has not had any serious playing experience in 19 months. That was the last time he played in game action, actual live game action, and that was the Senior Bowl in January before the 2020 NFL Draft. Jordan Love has to prove to the Packers that he can step in to be the starting QB for the Packers and be at least above average because if he can do that, then the Packers have options. Okay, then if Rodgers moves on after the season, the Packers can trade him and build around Jordan Love. <clears throat> but if Aaron Rodgers decides he would like to stay, then the Packers have to have to take a step back. They have to think about, hey, Rodgers wants to stay, but Jordan Love could be good. You know, what do we want to do? Do we want to move on from Aaron Rodgers? Or do we want to say, hey, let's everyone saw Jordan Love last preseason. He was fantastic. He was pretty darn good. He's a first-round QB. He still has three years left on his contract. Um, let's trade him and get something back in return so we can get this team younger and cheaper. Maybe it's a draft pick in return, like a second-round pick, maybe even a late first, depending on how well he does or what he's asked to do this regular season and how he plays in that role um, to help Rodgers continue to win Super Bowls because I think the only way Rodgers stays this year is if we do win a Super Bowl. And so the, we – hopefully want to see Jordan Love play well no matter what Rodgers ends up deciding he wants to do after the season because that is obviously the best thing we could ask for. Now, onto the running back position. Right now, uh, so there's going to be tons of battles. So I'm going to just briefly run through each of these position groups and look for the players we should be watching for and what we are looking for. And there's going to be tons of battles on each position group on the bottom of the depth chart. So right now, Matt LaFleur has stated that both Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, neither of those two guys are going to see much action in the preseason. So that does leave three different running backs fighting for that third and probably final running back spot on the roster. Last year, the Packers kept just three running backs on the official 53-man roster. And they did that so they could keep an extra tight end or an extra QB. And I see a similar situation happening this season. And so with that... There's three guys. There's rookie, seventh-round pick, Callan Hill, undrafted second-year player, Patrick Taylor, and third-year, sixth-round pick, Dexter Williams, all getting reps in order to prove that they could be that guy. According to the depth chart right now, second-year undrafted rookie, Patrick Taylor, is listed as that third guy, okay? Um, and LaFleur loves this guy's work ethic, loves how smart he was, but right now, I totally believe 
that third spot should go to Kylan Hill. He should be the front runner for that job. He's looked very elusive, very fast, very versatile as a pass catcher runner, and then also primarily being the primary kick return for the Packers, which is very important for that third running back spot on our roster that he can support our special teams. This running back competition is open, though, and all three of these guys will be competing for that last spot. Um, at the receiver position, <clears throat> I would recommend listening to my last podcast. Podcast I jumped into this, but it is a deep group. And big thing that's going to come out of this game is who is actually playing in this game. This week, uh, Juwan Winfrey, camp standout, has been dealing with a shoulder injury. Devin Funches suffered an ankle injury a few days ago. And EQ has been dealing with a hamstring injuries. That allows the likes of Amari Rodgers, who will definitely make the roster, and then Malik Taylor, Reggie Begleton, and some others to truly prove themselves. Um, my hope was that Jawan Winfrey and, uh, and Devin Fungis would be those last guys to make the roster, but they might not even play in this game. Um, so that's going to be interesting. Um, so, And then one other thing, key note to look at for the receiver position is how these guys were listed on the depth chart. And this year... Uh, MBS has taken over as the number two receiver listed on the depth chart over Alan Lazard, Alan Lazard being the number three guy. And I think the Packers, I think that does say a lot because I think the Packers are really excited about what MBS could do for this offense this year. And I really think he's going to develop into that true number two receiver. We saw the last seven games, the last season, I, I brought up the stats. I, I brought those out last time. He would have been the 19th best receiver in the NFL over the last seven games. And so he had an incredible end to that season when he stopped dropping those deep passes and he started to win at other places on the field. And that's what Devontae Adams does is he gives MVS a lot of one-on-one matchups. And then with his speed, he can win that. And the Packers saw that. They love that. And I'm excited to see what MVS can do this season. And it'll be interesting to see how much he even plays during this preseason. At tight end, we probably don't need to see much from the top two guys, Mercedes Lewis, Robert Tunyon, they might play. But DeGuara, um, rookie uh, third-round pick from last year in the 2020 NFL draft, he's coming off an ACL injury, but uh, a surgery, actually. He's been out for 10 months. He's come back to practice. He's looked really good in practice. And so uh, it'll be exciting to see where he comes back at, where he's at um, uh, play-wise. And then Jay Sternberger, he's a third-round pick in the 2019 NFL draft. And I still believe Jay Sternberger has the potential to be an even better pass catcher than Robert Tunyon. Robert Tunyon has developed in an incredible way. And Tunyon is going to be an amazing tight end this year. I expect another huge year from Tunyon, but he's going to be due a lot of money after this season that the Packers cannot afford. And Jay Sternberger really honestly, I think, has to prove himself as being able to be the guy if the Packers do have to move on from Tunyon because I do not think the Packers can actually afford Robert Tunyon if he has the year I expect him to have. On the offensive line, there's going to be a lot of different mix-ups throughout this game with guys playing at different positions throughout the preseason, but it's going to be important to see a few things. We have to see, okay, Elton Jenkins has looked fantastic in practice. Does he play? And if he does play at left tackle, how does he do? How well does Dennis Kelly play at the other tackle position after a good, solid year last year for the Titans? How is he fitting in this offense? But most importantly, it's going to be the guys on the interior. Lucas Patrick, Ben Braden, John Runyon Jr., they have all switched around from left guard to right guard at different points working with the ones, uh, with the starters, okay? These three guys are fighting for those two spots, those two starting spots at guard, 
These guys are going to move all over, I think, in this game. And it's going to be important that they play well, that they stand out, because this is their chance to prove themselves to win that job. And even more important is rookie Josh Myers. He has not missed a starting snap all of training camp the entire offseason at the center position. And I was worried about this guy coming in, but I've heard some really good news from David Bakhtiari, from... Aaron Rodgers, as they've watched this guy practice and they've seen him play, and he has started to really impress them as a rookie. But this guy has got to look good. He's got to get some of these rookie mistakes, rookie um, <clears throat> playing mistakes, mental mistakes out of his head in the preseason because the regular season is coming up in just a month. And this guy's playing uh, in an offense that's asking him to. Uh, kind of lead the way on the offensive line in a way at that center position. He has a really smart QB behind him, but he's going to be going up against the NFC North that has some really tough defensive tackles. Guys like Akeem Hicks, Eddie Goldman from the Bears, uh, even nose tackle Aleem McNeil from the Lions has looked fantastic so far. Uh, Michael Brockers over there. And then at the Vikings, they have basically only defensive tackles. Um, Sheldon Richardson, uh, the guy they got for the Giants, and uh, one other guy, but three really good defensive tackles. I'm blanking on their names right now, but Josh Myers is going to have to be really good right away, or we're going to have a lot of problems on the interior this year. <clears throat> and then even a guy like Josh Nijman um, or Cole Van Landen, two guys who have been playing some of those tackle positions, the left tackle, right tackle, back and forth. These guys are guys who are right on the end of the roster. Josh Nijman actually made the roster last year, all last season. He never had to play, but um, they really needed to develop him because he uh, was just a guy who didn't play really football offensive tackle until he went to college at Virginia Tech. And so it's going to be interesting. And then moving on to the defensive side of the football, on the interior defensive line, Kingsley Kiki, he's been injured most of camp. Um but is he going to be out there? Is he going to play? Can he be the guy the coaches say he can be? They think he's fantastic. They think he's a three-down player. Um, but we haven't seen it yet. Uh, we have barely ever seen that because he hasn't stayed healthy. So if he is healthy, um, are they going to allow him to play to get some more snaps on him? Or are they going to keep him out? And then TJ Slayton, how does he play? Um, can he push for more playing time this preseason? He's the rookie uh, six-round pick in this 2021 NFL draft out of UCLA. Um, no, no, uh, that might not be right. <laughs> the UCLA part, I'm blanking where he went to college right now, but uh, he is, um, a, he's stood out in camp. He's been big, strong, athletic, a lot of pass breakups on the defensive line because he's just that tall and he's been smart. And so curious to see how he does. On the edge. Zadarius Smith hasn't practiced off camp, so he's probably not going to play at all this preseason. Rashawn Gary has been out with a growing growing injury for the last five days or so. They're probably going to keep him out of this game just to keep him healthy. Preston Smith, he's been healthy. He's been there. He's been playing, but he hasn't really looked good. Winning, He has struggled to win on the edge at all, all of camp. Do they want to get him in, get some snaps? And then do we have any depth at outside linebacker? The Packers lost Randy Ramsey, who was their fourth string outside linebacker, their edge rusher, I should say. Um, and they have four other guys here, Tipa Galea, Jonathan Garvin, Delante Scott, Chauncey Rivers. And can any of these four guys really stand out? Because they haven't really ever. Um, Tipa Galea has been spoken highly of by the coaching staff because of his speed, but he's still really undersized at this point. 
at the linebacker position. This is probably the position, if you hear different analysts talk about the Packers, they're like the linebacker position is the weakest probably in the entire NFL. And it's a position the Packers don't focus on. Uh, It's just a team building. It's a smart play, actually, because linebacker is such a tough position to play. They're not going to invest in it in a high and high capital, whether that's money or whether that's draft capital. And so the Packers signed a veteran linebacker, Devondre Campbell, um, to a contract, and he has been fantastic according to the floor. He thinks he could be the steal of the offseason for the Packers, um, has come in and looked fantastic. And then Chris Barnes, undrafted rookie from last year, he was from UCLA. Uh, he is faster better than he was last year as a rookie. He he lost about 10 pounds. He's just he's look he looked really good as well. So can these guys come in and actually play at a high level? And could even uh backups like Kamal Martin, Isaiah McDuffie, rookie uh draft pick this year Isaiah McDuffie out of Boston College, could they surprisingly impress? Could they prove the Packers do have depth at the linebacker position? I'm not too sure about that, but we have to see. That's what the preseason is about. We get to see these guys and see how good they actually are. At cornerback, we know there's a huge battle for that number two cornerback position behind Jair Alexander. You know, we're not going to probably see Jair Alexander play at all. Um, Kevin King is listed as the starter right now, but he's been injured all of camp. So don't count out rookie Eric Stokes who and Josh Jackson, who have practiced a lot of, during training camp with the ones on defense. Um, and so these are going to be big players to watch because Josh Jackson, everyone has been waiting for him to stand out in a big way for a long time. And this might be the year because this might be the scheme that actually works for Josh Jackson. And then Eric Stokes has been practicing with the ones. He's been burnt a lot by Devonta Adams and MVS, uh, but he's also improved every single day. And then finally at safety right now, who wins that third safety job? Because we're not going to see Darnell Savage. We're not going to see Adrian Amos probably in the preseason, but between Will Redmond, Hunter Black, Vernon Scott, Christian Uphoff, uh, which of these guys is going to win that third safety spot? And maybe the Packers will probably keep four on the roster. And which of these f- four are going to stay? So there are tons of battles to be watching for the Packers. And that's very exciting. The preseason is going to allow the Packers to give all these players a chance to battle it out, to move around the depth chart right now, and make sure they have an opportunity to prove how good they are so they don't get cut. The second, okay, these last two reasons are pretty quick, but the second big reason for the preseason, why is it important, what are we looking for, is that it allows younger players to have more live NFL action. Younger players in the NFL, they take time to develop. That makes sense. Everyone knows that. But some positions take more than others. Wide receiver, for example, is a position that seems to not take much time to develop at all. Um, same with a running back while others like offensive linemen, quarterback, tight end, almost every position on defense, these players take time to really develop and begin to reach their potential, uh, and be able to play at a speed that is sufficient for the NFL. Cause every rookie comes in, they say, it's, it's just, it's just so much faster. And that's what you hear every rookie say, and they have to get used to that. And so right now this season, the Packers need some of their younger guys to develop sooner rather than later uh, because uh, whether it's injuries or whether it's guys who could be asked to play right away, um, guys like rookie running back Kylan Hill, he might not get any snaps at all during the regular season. Um, and so we need to give him a lot of snaps now. So if they do have to, he's ready. You know, last year we saw Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams go down with injuries and A.J. Dillon take up the load in week 
16 against the Tennessee Titans. Uh, and the Packers need to be ready for that. And Kylan Hill needs to get a lot of snaps right now. So he's ready. Um, we need to take advantage of this time. Same with Jay Sternberger, third-year tight end who has struggled with injuries and off-the-field issues, so he hasn't had the snaps. Josiah Aguara, he missed all of his rookie season, tearing his ACL. Um, he needs snaps. A lot of offensive linemen who are going to be counted on in big ways. Rookie center Josh Myers, he needs the reps. He needs to get all of these reps during the preseason. Ben Braden, who spent most of his time in the practice squad, hasn't had any regular season reps. John Runyon Jr. needs all the reps he can get as well. On the interior at the guard spots, they need to see... They need to get this practice. They need to get on the same page on defense. I would hope guys like Kingsley Kiki, TJ Slayton could get a lot of reps in. Uh, and then Chris Barnes at linebacker, he played a lot last season, um, but he played at a pretty low level. He needs to get on the field and learn how to play at the speed of the NFL so that he starts to be able to take advantage of things like his newfound speed that he found losing 10 pounds this offseason and just how good he actually is. And so, and then guys like rookie cornerbacks, like Shamar Jean Charles, and especially Eric Stokes, they need to get as many snaps as possible. Stokes, our first-round cornerback prospect that we drafted, he could easily be the starter for the Packers. And he needs to work on his reactions and transition to this NFL game that's super fast so that those mistakes that you make as a rookie can start to be limited. We usually see rookie cornerbacks get better later in their in their first season in the NFL, but struggle towards the first half, maybe three-quarters of that season. If the Packers can move that timetable up with the preseason, we may not see that as much from Eric Stokes. So this is big why getting him a lot of playing time right now could be crucial to his development and to him helping us win a Super Bowl this season. So the third main thing this preseason, uh, what we need to look for, what we are really important is this preseason truly allows the Packers to decide if they are strong enough at each positional group okay and if the Packers need to make last minute trades or free agent signings depending on what they saw from their own players on this roster for example a few years back the Packers actually realized that they were very strong in the interior of their offensive line and so they cut veteran Josh Sitton who's an amazing guard for a very long time for the Packers to save money at final cutdowns and let Lane Taylor become the starter at guard And this could be the case, but the Packers really aren't in that situation right now with an overpaid player anywhere really on the roster. But the Packers also, for a few years in a row, at the last second, traded for a veteran linebacker to be the guy, the number two linebacker for our defense because they weren't comfortable with the guys on the roster. So that is also a situation we might be looking for. And so uh, they might roll into this preseason and start to notice, hey, these edge guys, like Jonathan Garvin, Tipa Kalea, they aren't worth anything. They're pretty bad. They aren't forcing any pressure. They're getting manhandled out there. Then the Packers might decide to take a last-second signing on a guy in the free agent market or trade for a veteran. Or maybe it's Clay Matthews. He's still a free agent. I don't know if you guys saw that, uh, but on social media last night, Aaron Rodgers, Randall Cobb, David Bakhtiari all posted a picture saying, quote, Packers, are you up, quote, with a picture of Clay Matthews. All three of these guys, they want Clay Matthews back. It sounds like they must be talking to him, saying Clay Matthews would be willing to return. And so this is it's going to be curious. This is where that Aaron Rodgers effect with him coming back, what they him in the front office talked about, will it happen? I don't think at this point it's going to happen. Maybe if another injury on the edge occurs or 
what I said is these guys don't look good, then yeah, maybe they do sign them because the Packers right now, I'm scared about that fourth edge rusher position as I have been all off season. And with Clay Matthews there, that could be good. That could be, that could create some very good depth on our roster. Um, it could happen on the interior defensive line. The Packers could face another injury. Dean Lowry could just look very ineffective. TJ Slayton could look a long way from, from being ready to play as a rookie. And maybe the Packers go out and sign Geno Atkins, who I've mentioned before on this show. Maybe that's, maybe it's at safety. Uh, and our safeties just look awful out there during the preseason, and they go out and sign a Trey Boston. Maybe Chris Barnes or Devondre Campbell gets hurt, or they don't look like they're supposed to look at this point, and the Packers go out and get K.J. Wright um, at linebacker. The preseason can give us an actual glimpse about the depth on this team, it can t- and it can tell us if the Packers still need to try and make a last-minute upgrade. And the, ca- and the Packers could because they have about $12 million uh, of cap space right now. And some of the situations I just mentioned could easily happen, not to mention injuries as the Packers will play three preseason games, which they didn't play last year. And they're going to play one extra regular season game. So upgrading our roster in little ways like this with these players I mentioned may need to happen just even to be safe. Not even if, uh, these players, this depth doesn't look that good, but just to have those minute upgrades on the back end of your roster, because this is going to be a long season compared to last where injuries could affect the Packers in very, very big ways. And finally, the last thing I'm hoping and watching for in this game is no major injuries. Major injuries happen all the time, and there's really nothing you can do about them, but I'm definitely crossing my fingers that will not happen. You're always at risk, but really hoping that doesn't happen for the Packers during this preseason, during practices or anything. Every single year, honestly, the team that wins the Super Bowl tends to have had some of the best injury luck of all the teams in the NFL. Only a few times has that occurred, has that not occurred. Okay, like the Philadelphia Eagles, they won with Nick Foles, and that was very surprising. And the 2010 Packers, they lost about seven stars on defense, but their offense was just too good. Um, and But most of the time, the teams that are there are there and they win because they didn't have major injuries. Um, you need to stay healthy and avoid those major injuries. And that's what I'm really hoping for in this game. So there's a lot to look for and it's going to be exciting. The preseason does matter in a way. Uh, it doesn't matter if you win, but it does matter for evaluating the Packers roster, evaluating the depth on this roster and deciding what moves the Packers might still need to make in order to be ready to actually for this regular season so they can put their best step forward in trying to win a Super Bowl. So that's all we have today, folks. Make sure to stay tuned for more episodes of Packers Now. If you haven't already, make sure to subscribe, give me a review so I can hear what you guys think about the podcast and tell your friends about Packers Now so that they can get all the latest updates on the green and gold because it's always Packers season at Packers Now. Thanks, guys.